Hey, everybody, and welcome to the ninth My Angular Story. This week, we're talking to Roy Sivan. Uh, Roy, do you want to say hi? Hello. How's it going? So we had you on a while back to talk about um, WordPress and Angular. And, and I thought that was really interesting. I remember geeking out about it. And then um, I remember Lucas saying, I wanted to ask some of the <laughs> some questions, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it was episode 102, which was probably about a year ago. Can't believe it's already been a year. That's uh, that was a fun podcast, though. That was fun to be a part of. Oh, six months. It was in July. Okay. Yeah, it didn't feel like it's been a year, but yeah. that was definitely a fun podcast. Uh, a fun podcast to be a part of. Yep, it, we had you and Ryan Sullivan on that one. So. Yep. Yeah, and I, I was just I was excited about it for a couple of reasons. One was just that oh well, I run my podcasts on WordPress, and you know, voila, there's a there's an API that I can use to manage this stuff. So that seemed nice. And then, um, you know, just the capabilities there with Angular just seemed really cool. Yeah. Um, there, I find it interesting that uh, while within the WordPress community, if you're kind of active and involved, you knew about the API for a while. And now as I'm venturing out outside of the WordPress realm, a lot of people are amazed when they hear about it and, and kind of see, the opportunities kind of open up, uh, open up to them. So I'm excited to share more about the API um, in coming months with uh, talks that I have coming up and things like that. Yep. So uh, I, I sent you a handful of questions, and I think we're just going to dive into those. And that way we can we'll, – we'll kind of circle back around to this, I think, as we start talking about you know what you've uh, contributed to the community and what you're working on now. Uh, awesome. But the first question is, how did you get into programming? Oh, man. So programming um, – I guess web programming more specifically, uh, I, I want to say I started – Sometime in like the middle school era, so like late '90s, um, pre CSS, um, and I and I the, the main thing I remember is I was at like a Borders or some bookstore, and I had my mom buy me um, HTML and like learn HTML on a weekend. Um, <laughs> nice. It was like part of a series of books where it was like learn something in a weekend, and I really wanted to learn HTML. Um, I don't honestly I don't know why how that like why I wanted that book and why I wanted HTML that part eludes me, but that was the book I picked up. I actually spent the weekend with my, um, old school Pentium, uh, learning how HTML works and kind of went from there. Um, that's kind of how I got introduced to the whole programming realm. And I've been coding pretty much on and off ever since. I mean, I, I've definitely taken different routes in my life. Uh, but overall there's always been code involved and always been programming. That's cool. It seems like uh, we, we've gotten a bit of a mix. Most of the people that I've interviewed for this are the JavaScript stories. Um, it seems like they got exposed to programming early on, but I have talked to a few people that picked it up as an adult. And it, the thing that I think is really interesting is is that, you know, no matter which way you came in, it, it doesn't seem to matter a whole lot what you can contribute to the community. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you kind of have this different feeling about code, I think, than people who come in as an adult. Um you know, I, I got exposed when I was like 13 to programming, um, did some basic and did some, uh, what is it, Pascal. And then I didn't really do a whole lot with it until I got into college. And so I get a little bit of both and I can kind of see where both groups of people come from with this, where it's like, you know, this has kind of always been a part of who I am, where the people are like, you know, I discovered it as an adult and realized that I really love doing it. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Uh 
Hey everybody, this is Charles Maxwood. I just wanted to talk to you really briefly about JS Remote Conf. Uh, we just picked speakers. Things are looking really good. And uh, we're really excited to cover a broad range of topics for JavaScript developers. So if you're looking to learn things about Node.js, about becoming a better developer, about deployment, about mobile development, and much more, and much more about JavaScript, then come check us out, jsremoteconf.com. Uh, you can also find it by going to devchat.tv slash conferences and then picking the conference you want. We have last year's recordings there. We have this year's uh, conference coming up. So make sure you get your ticket and we'll see you there. For the people who are like, you know, I discovered it as an adult and realized that I really love doing it. Yeah, I, I find it interesting uh, specifically with... Um uh, I used to run a meetup group in uh, Hollywood, California for WordPress, and mm -hmm. a large majority of the people who attend are actually middle-aged, I'd say, uh, adults who picked up um, programming very, very recently in their life. Um, a good chunk of them actually had a career um, due to the economy, um, lost their careers or lost their job, or started tinkering around with um, specifically WordPress and found that they can actually make a you know, living, selling clientele uh, websites. And so they're starting to get into PHP, very basic CSS. Um, so, and and honestly, I'm just very jealous because, you know, back then when I started, it was like I had to go get a book. Um, while the internet was definitely around, it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. You couldn't get, you know, there was no Linda back then or anything like that that I know of. So I had to get a book. I had to load up, you know, Dreamweaver, uh, you know, version two or whatever and learn it by hand versus now it's like, Oh, just go on YouTube and find a tutorial and you can learn mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, which has only helped me progress as a, as a developer myself. But yeah, people that are just starting out now, it's, um, it's, it's really fascinating to see their path and how it differs from my path um, that I took. I know where was stack overflow back in the day, right? I know. Seriously. That, people don't know how good me. they have it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Cause like, yeah, I'll talk to people who are like, Definitely like, you know, in their 50s, you know, or 60s even sometimes. And I'm just like, back in my day, and I'm clearly like half their age, but that's just how it is because that's how it is when I started. You know, there, wa there wasn't even a CSS. We had to do everything styling by tables, and that was a lot of fun. All the bad old days. <laughs> yeah. Back memories. Yeah, the, the other thing, though, is that, you know, and, and this is something that I'm pulling not out of your experience, but just out of your your experience with the group was that you said you have a whole bunch of, you know, middle-aged people, 40, 50, 60 years old. Um, I've been going through a survey that I put out last April, um, just going through the results. And one of the results that I got that were just, I got two or three of these that I read and they were basically, uh, you know, I'm a 50 year old woman, blah, 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 blah. Um, can I get into programming? And, you know, from your experience, it sounds like, Oh yeah, there's plenty of room. Definitely. I mean, as far as like, uh, it being a crowded market, it, it's crowded in some areas, but there's everyone needs a website. Websites need to be updated. Yep. Um, there's definitely a lot of uh, market to be had. And as you grow as a developer, and I talk a lot about leveling up as a developer in, in all sorts of my, any venue I can. Um, but as you develop and as you level up, kind of, you'll find that your clients change, right? And so that the market and your and what you have and the clientele you're getting are, are completely different. Um, and so there's always kind of a new uh, realm uh, that you can kind of tap into or start marketing towards. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a, you know enough out there. Um, from again, the Squarespace and Wix definitely hasn't helped um, the consultant business, but 
you know, uh, there's actually whole meetups and consultants for that too. Um, I went to one of my own meetups a little bit too early one one time. I was a couple hours early and ran into a Wix meetup where people were sitting there and they were Wix consultants. They were charging people to set up their Wix websites. And I'm just like, this is fascinating. This yeah. is <laughs> like literally these people know very basic to no code and they're still selling websites. So it's it's completely boggled my mind, like the world that we're kind of living in right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's <clears throat> it's just fascinating to me too. I mean, yeah, it's gotten to the point where, because I mean, my mom's a school teacher, she teaches math at the local high school. And yeah, I think she was using Weebly to set up her classroom website. And, you know, for, for some of these basic uses, it makes a ton of sense, right? Hey, you know, I don't have to know how to code. I just, you know, drag and drop stuff in and then, um, you know, link off to the other pages that I need. And so, yeah, and it totally, totally, I mean, it's, and it's fine. And, you know, if you t- compare something like Squarespace, Squares, uh, Squarespace has a uh, pretty good designs. Like, honestly, I've recommended people who've come to me for websites who don't have the budget to just go to Squarespace and, you know, uh, tinker around because they can get much, honestly, more beautiful websites than I can produce uh, for, you know, fractions of the cost. Well, dare I admit that – so I'm the VP of PR for my Toastmasters chapter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, we have a WordPress set up and nobody knows how to use it but me. I didn't set it up, but nobody knows how to use it but me. And so I'm looking at switching over to Squarespace so that our club president <laughs> and a couple of other people that need to use it can just get in and change it. And, you know, at, at the same time, you know, you've also got these people coming in at 40, 50 or 60 years old that I know jump right in, join a team and start doing some pretty heavy duty code lifting in in the field that they're in. So, you know, whether they're, you know, they want to kind of be out on the fringe and just do some minor programming and some, you know, more web design, draw, dra- drag and drop or whether they want to get in deep. I mean, there's plenty of room for all these people. And it's, it's really interesting to see them all come in and contribute, you know, be it on a Wix Weebly or Squarespace or, you know, in actual deep node or PHP code. Oh, yeah, no. Um, just one more thing I wanted to add to that was the the technology has kind of vamped up and, and to the point where there's so many different aspects of the web nowadays. Yeah. So um, I find even at like WordCamps, which are, you know, conferences for WordPress, you'll find people who are, you know, 50, 60 giving talks on like security, right, mm-hmm. which is a super important topic. And you know they've they've gone into web fairly recently, um, but they have let's say some IT background. They you know they've been dealing with computers since like computers were just coming out, um, and they have like an immense amount of knowledge that they're transferring over to and relating to the web. Um, and so they're big in the web realm, but not as a web developer, but like as a security expert. Or um, I've seen a couple that are like uh, um, what's it called like uh, uh, ops dev, like DevOps you know stack geniuses basically right. being able to build awesome stacks with caching and all that that's stuff that i you know personally i don't have the time or wanting to learn and get deep into and i find it amazing that these guys are just you know again they're in their uh 50s 60s and they're still doing it they're getting into it so i'm curious do you consider yourself a wordpress developer first or an angular developer first uh by uh front-end developer is what i like to go by okay um, a job title at, at the Walt Disney Company is a senior software engineer. Um, so titles and, and stuff are all around. I consider myself a front-end developer, um, and it really depends who I'm talking to, right? So if, if I'm in the WordPress realm, 
I'll say I'm a WordPress full stack developer because I know, you know, OOP PHP, like object oriented PHP, all the way to, you know, Angular. But I can hop into an Angular project that's not WordPress and still, you know, mm-hmm. get a lot done. Um, I've, you know, dabbled in React and other uh, frameworks as well. So really, it's just the JavaScript knowledge that I have that I like. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, depends who I'm talking to or depends, you know, what job I'm applying for. Uh, my job title will change a little bit, but yeah, for, first and foremost, I'm a front end developer because that's where my passion is front end development, front end code. Um, and then, yeah, as my job title and what I do for day in day out, I'm a WordPress developer because I know WordPress pretty, pretty well. Nice. I'm going to start asking the rest of the guests on these, my stories. I'm going to start asking them that question because what the answer you gave was very informative. Okay. This is how I think about what I do. And, uh, that, that kind of helps me frame the next few questions. So, yeah, there's a, I mean, sorry, it's, it's kind of a mix of um, what is my passion, right? What mm-hmm. do I enjoy doing versus what pays my bills? Right. So sometimes that job title changes depending on what it is I'm going after. Yep. You need to throw some more buzzwords in it, though. Front-end developer <laughs> just isn't that exciting anymore. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it used to be the hot thing. You used to be able to get jobs left and right just saying you're a front-end dev. Now you have to MV, MV asterisk and throw you know you have to throw a library in there like i think uh that's right the frameworks have become so political you have to you have to know which one you like best right now there you go tell people that you're react and angular and ember use them all to great effect in the same app yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so this is an angular show i'm i'm curious how did you get into angular um my it, it's actually a pretty similar experience and i won't i, I didn't get i didn't pick up a book but so um, I had a really good college friend um, named Dean, Dean Sofer, um, and he started the Angular UI project. Um, I was going to so say, he, that name sounds really familiar. He's been on the show too. Okay. Probably. Um, yeah. So he was a college buddy of mine. He, he lived a, a dorm down, and we met through interwebs online, like intercommunication. Um, and so, yeah, he started the Angular UI project. And um, fast forward a few years after college, I was um, – actually taking a remote work. So I was technically living in LA, but I was actually crashing in his apartment in San Francisco. Um, and we bought these big, uh, like drywall things for his, his apartment, but they were like dry erase material. So you could dry erase marker on them. Um, yeah, I've got something like that in my office. I've got board on the wall. Yeah. Like we were looking at buying a, a dry erase board, but we were like, man, they're like a hundred bucks for like a, like a medium sized one. Or you go to Home Depot and you buy these like wall pieces that are like ten dollars, but you get like a huge wall piece. Um, but it's still the same like shiny material, so you can do dry erase on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, went bought those, um, and he's like, "I'm gonna teach you Angular like right now. You're gonna, you know, by the time we're done talking, you're gonna know what it is." And so he starts showing me Angular 1.x. Um, I don't remember what version it was, but he shows me how to work with Angular as far as the HTML path goes, right? Like he doesn't even bring up JavaScript for, um, you know, for a good chunk of this conversation. He's just showing me how to like do a, a for each, right? A, like a loop just using HTML. Um, and I like, it clicked right away for me and I just started playing around with it. And so by the end of that weekend um, of us just going back and forth and me understanding like controllers and, and things like that, I was able to piece together a little application um, with some dummy data I had, you know, that I created. So 
that was kind of the, the jump starting to Angular. And I was like, nope, never looking at anything again because I loved it so much. And I started preaching, you know, preaching to the choir and telling everyone else about, you know, I joined the gospel, so to speak. And I was like, you need to check out Angular. Look how cool it is. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. So what what were the things that you started building with Angular once you kind of got the idea behind it from Dean? Uh, so the big thing that I got was, um, well, I didn't know what to do with it, honestly. Like, I was like, great, this thing is awesome and I know how to build and I, you know, I know the fundamentals, but what do I do with it next? Um, and I, at that point, I had known WordPress in and out. And I was like, okay, let me see if I could build something in Angular that's powered by my WordPress content. Um, and this is before the API even existed as a project. Um, but there was a way to make Ajax calls to WordPress and return, um, essentially using PHP, I would just like echo JSON encode uh, array. And that's literally how you would do it. And so I would actually manage to get JSON back from WordPress. So I would, you know, get all the data I needed in PHP, did an echo of, you know, JSON encoding an array, and my Angular app would then uh, digest it. And uh, it would be this little, you know, theme, like you had a blog list page, you were able to click into it, and the route would take you to uh, the blog detail page. Um, and like, that's that's how it started. Like if you look at my website, RoyCVon.com, I have a, a blog post on there uh, called, I think, AngularJS meets WordPress. Um, and that was like, as soon as I had that theme running, I put it on GitHub. And I wrote a blog post, and this was like 2013, I want to say. Like, I keep on going back to look at the date because I'm like, this is so fascinating how far back this goes. Um, but yeah, it was like 2013 or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, this is how it's going to set up. And then, yeah, I've just been reiterating on it from there. But that was, that was in my mind, the best way to learn, continue learning Angular was to figure out how to take something I already knew and leverage it to learn something brand new. Um, and that's kind of a methodology I've been using ever since. And kind of in my teachings or, or talks and stuff when I talk to people about leveling up as a developer, it's it's from that moment where I said, hey, I know WordPress, I want to learn Angular. How do I use one to learn the other? And I'm like, that's how I'm going to be doing it from now on. That's how I've been learning new things since, kind of. Makes sense. So, so uh, you know, you mentioned your blog and you mentioned um, some of the WordPress API to Angular connections. Um, those are things that you've con con contributed to the community. Are there other things that you've contributed to the community that you want to talk about and have people go set, check out? Um, yeah, so there's the REST API, which actually is now in WordPress core as a 4.7. Um, well, it was actually in WordPress core earlier, but now it's like fully, it was like half-half. Um, so the second half made it into core 4.7. Um, so if you're running WordPress 4.7, uh, check out the REST API. It's a... Uh, it's just a, a URL route path, and it spits out JSON. It's probably the most fantastic thing to help WordPress stay relevant in today's world of web development. Um, and I, I contributed a little bit to that project. I was a big user, and um, I would say more of my contributions were along the lines of, "Hey, I'm trying to do this. Can your can the API do this?" And then they would like build it out, or you know, I would test and, and throw errors at them. Um, wasn't as involved as I would have liked to been, but been you know kind of hard to always make time for things like that. Um, but since then, I've I've built not just the theme out. So the theme um, you'll find, again, from my blog or on my GitHub Angular WordPress theme um, has been through a couple of iterations since then. I think now it's on version 6.7, uh, which runs on the latest uh, WordPress API. Uh, version 7, which has just been uh, 
kind of like the first version of seven I put out, which is angular two now. Um, but it's nowhere near ready. It's still in super early development. Um, I also have a plugin in the repo called AngularJS for WordPress, um, and that allows you to basically run micro apps within any WordPress page using shortcode. So it's like, uh, for example, if you have a shortcode uh, ng-posts, um, you can tell it how many posts to list, and it would do make a list of um, basically a blog roll of your last 10 posts, all loaded client-side via Angular, um, as, well as, as well as it linking to the single version of that post. Um, and that's all powered by templating, so you can have, overwrite all the templates and stuff. That was a cool, fun project I, I built and contributed back and um, is now part of the repo. A lot of people were using it to leverage Angular a little bit um, because I had all the factories and services kind of built into it. So I said, hey, install this plugin. If you want to do something else with Angular, you have um, injectable services now that you can kind of run on your own um, app You know, if, if you integrate it. So... Those were kind of my two big things with Angular. I've done a lot of other things and then um, pushed client work as well as um, talked a lot about it. So if you go to WordPress.tv, um, which is the WordPress WordCamp main like video uh, website, um, if you get uh, recorded and chances are sometimes you'll get onto this website, I do have some Angular talks on there uh, talking about using Angular, using the REST API, things like that. So yeah, I've been talking about it for Again, since about 2013, 2014. Very cool. Um, what are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm still working on my Angular 2. So that's one thing that I, I spent a little too long of a time not learning. Um, and it was for good reason. I mean, I would say it's for good reason because Angular 2 has you know, never been quite ready yet, I would say. Um, and I picked it up here and there throughout throughout its development. But every time I came back, you know, so many things had changed. I was like completely lost every time. Um, now that I'm actually using a release candidate, I feel a lot more, you know, happier. And so built up my um, WordPress theme again, uh, version seven, which is a sub branch of the main branch, um, which is powered by, which is running Angular 2 instead of uh, Angular 1. Um, and as far as Angular goes, that's about it for now. Um, I want to do more with it uh, coming soon, um, but I'm not sure quite what yet. Um, I have some ideas that I'm kind of pitching around and uh, trying to get some feedback on uh, within kind of my uh, inner WordPress community. So hopefully something cool will come out of it. Um, but I'm definitely going to continue using WordPress. I've tried using React on a number of occasions, and I just find Angular a little bit easier for me to use because um, I understand a little bit more. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So if you wanted to keep up with what I'm doing, definitely keep out the, on the lookout for um the Angular WordPress theme, as well as, uh, who knows, some, probably something else cool in the pipeline soon. Very cool. Well, the last question that I have. Hey there, this is Charles Maxwood, and I just wanted to talk to you really briefly about Freelance Remote Conf. I'm putting on a conference for people who want to go freelance or who are freelance and bringing in some of the experts from the Freelancer Show to talk to you about how to find clients, how to collect money, how to build your business, how to specialize, and much, much more. So if you're thinking about going freelance or you're already freelance and want to hear from the experts on how to go, become, or grow your freelancing business, then by all means, come check us out at freelanceremoteconf.com. Very cool. Well, the last question that I have is picks. Now, you've been on the show. Uh, you were on the show six months ago. Um, but I'm just going to remind our listener 
what picks are. They're basically things that have made your life better that you've enjoyed here over the last little while. Um, you know, some people pick books or TV shows. Other people pick tech tools. So, you know, what, what, whatever kind of strikes your fancy. Do you have some things you want to shout out about? Yeah. So um, in the Angular realm, um, if you're still using Angular 1 and you're using um, – and I know this is kind of like oh, some people use it, but the Angular UI um, router – um, I'm sure like some people already use this, but I just find it like when I, I, I was sorry, I was working on an Angular project and they weren't using the UI router or, uh, and it wasn't state driven and it really bugged me. So that's why I want to talk about, uh, shout it out to it because I think everyone should be using it if they're using Angular one. Um, and as far as books, I don't have any books. I, I try not to, because of the way JavaScript is so fast, uh, in development cycles right now, I feel like a book is kind of a waste because by the time you publish it and get it it's already added you know almost useless um but web designer mag which is a uk-based uh magazine actually has pretty up-to-date tutorials and really cool concepts as well as some cool articles about web development and web design um so i try to pick that up every time um i'm at my local barnes and noble uh, it's the only place i can find it um and then i'll bring it to work and read it at work or you know share it with people at work um, but there's always cool stuff in that magazine, and I find it um, sometimes it even challenges me to do something or build something um, because there's just something you know cool in there. Uh, I think a while back I tinkered around with like HTML5 games because there was a cool tutorial in there on how to build like a Mario-esque uh, side scroller in HTML5 with Canvas. I'm like, that's so cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Web Designer Mag, highly recommended if you happen to see it. It's kind of a pricey magazine because it's imported here to the U.S. and it's U.K.-based. Um, but there's definitely a lot that you get out of it, I would say. Um, I, I'm almost on the verge of just signing up for a subscription, but um, I haven't yet. I haven't taken that plunge yet. But love that that magazine. And then, um, I don't know, there's not really too much, I would say, in the WordPress realm right now um, that I could really point out, you know, related to Angular and, and javascript and stuff like that but there's definitely check out the rest api um i think it's uh what is it uh v2 because version 2.wp-api.org mm-hmm. um so that's v2.wp-api.org that's the documentation and how to work with it um it's probably one of the coolest things that's uh i've seen come to wordpress in quite a while um and again it's, it's helped me leverage the javascript realm and frameworks with WordPress, and that was—it's been fantastic, and I and I absolutely hope that uh, more people start using it, and hopefully more people start, you know, maybe even taking WordPress more seriously than some people do because of what they can do with this now. Nice. Um, I'm going to jump in with a couple of picks here as well. Um, awesome. So uh, I use WordPress to host the um, podcast website. Uh, I could have saved myself a whole lot of time, trouble, and money if I had actually done that. Um, but I switched to rails cause WordPress didn't quite do what I wanted it to. And then I came back to it when somebody showed me that it could, um, which was like three or four years later, but I had a custom rails app built. So, um, I really like WordPress and, uh, there are a few plugins that I use that I'm going to shout out about. Um, the first one that I use is pretty links. Um, it's written by a local company here in Utah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's basically a URL shortener for your WordPress. And so since I have a reasonably short domain, devchat.tv, um, I get kind of URL shortener niceties for uh, kind of for free. Uh, I, I am paying for Pretty Links Pro, 
but you don't have to do that. Um, the other plugin also made by the same company that I've been using for a while is called MemberPress, and it's a great way to set up membership sites. I've also been using it for the um, the online conferences. So if you're interested in like Angular Remote Conf, which is coming up in September or August, I don't remember which, um, you know, you can definitely go check that out. And when you pay for your ticket, you're working through MemberPress, and it just gives you a membership to the conference, and, uh, you know, the links show up and all that stuff. And I've actually been doing some WordPress development. Um, it's a custom theme that I've got on there, and uh, it's it's been kind of fun. Um, I've been tempted to, you know, see if I can angularize it a little bit more, make it a little bit more like a single-page app, but I just haven't bothered. Um, but, yeah, overall, it's been, it's been really fun just digging into that stuff. And so um, I'm going to pick those two things. And then um, the, the theme that I have is based, on the gen- or is based on Genesis. I've been using the Genesis theme shortcuts and stuff. So I'll pick that as well. Um, if people want to see what you're up to these days, Roy, um, be it on a blog or GitHub or Twitter or anything else, where do they go? Um, great. I was just about to uh, mention that myself. Um, you can find me online pretty much anywhere that there's a handle. It's RoyBoy789. Um, so GitHub, Twitter, etc. Um, I do have a podcast of my own, or that I, I kind of I'm sorry that I'm a part of called the WP Crowd. So that's the WPCrowd.com. Um, and we tend to post uh, podcasts and as well as articles uh, relating to WordPress development, and then sometimes really random things like today we just released an episode talking about coffee for 45 minutes um, and like what kind of beans you should be using at what temperature. It was really crazy. I'm not really into coffee all that much, but um, so yeah, WP, the WP crowd.com, RoyCivon.com. And if you do want to get into angular 1.x and WordPress, I should have told you this earlier, check me out on Linda. I have a Linda.com course on this very subject and it walks you through how to create a single page application very basic one uh, with Angular and WordPress. All right. Well, um, yeah, folks, go check all those things out. Um, Thank you for coming, Roy. Thank you. All right. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on with another Angular story next week. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.